welcome everybody. Thank you for being here. And we're going to study Patanjali Yoga Sutras again, Kaivalya Pada. And we were uh, in the second to the last section, and we're halfway through the second to the last section. So there's, we're up to uh, Sutra 25, I think, 425. And I leaves just nine sutras, nine or ten sutras, up to 34. Om Shri Gurave Namaha. Om Shri Ganeshaya Namaha. Om Shri Saraswatiye Namaha. Om Vande Guru Nam Charanaravinde. Sandarishita Swatma Sukhava Bodhe Nishreya Se Jangarikaya Mane Samsara Hala Hala Mohashantye Abahupurusha Karam Shankachakrasi Dharinam Sahasra Shirasam Shwetam Pranamami Patanjalim. Yogena Chittasya Padena Vacham Malam Sharirasya Chavaidyakena Yopakarotam Pravaram Muninam Patanjalim Pranjalir Anatosmi Om Asatoma Satgamaya Tamasoma Jyotir Gamaya Mrityorma Amrutangamaya Aum Shanti 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 Aum Sahana Babatu Sahana Bunaktu Sahaviryang Karavavahai Tejasvi Navadhi Tamastu Mavitvishavahai Aum Shanti 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 Aum Namo Brahmavidbhyo Brahmavidya Sampradaya Kartrubhyo Namo Vamsa Rishibhyo Namo Mahadbhyo Namo Gurubhyaha Sarvo Paplava Rahita Pragnana Ghana Pratyagarato Brahmahaivahamasmi Om Tatsata Aum Paramatmane Namaha Shri Patanjala Yoga Darshanam
जन्म ओषधी मंत्र तपस समाधि जन्म ओषधि मंत्र तपस समाधि जाति अंतर परिणाम प्रकृति आपूरात जात्यंतर परिणाम प्रकृत्यापूरात नमित्तम अप्रयोजकम प्रकृतीनाम वर्णभेदः तु ततस क्षेत्रिकवत निमित्तम अप्रयोजकम प्रकृतीनाम वर्णभेदस्तु तत्क्षेत्रिकवत निर्माण चित्तानि अस्मिता मात्रात निर्माण चित्तान्यस्मिता मात्रात प्रवृत्ति भेदे प्रयोजकम चित्तम एकम अनेकेशाम प्रवृत्ति भेदे प्रयोजकम चित्तम एकम अनेकेशाम तत्र ध्यान जम अनाशयम तत्र ध्यान जमनाशयम कार्म अशुक्ल अकृष्णम योगिनः त्रि विधम हितारेशाम कार्माशुक्लाकृष्णम योगिनस्त्रविधमितारेशाम ततस तत विपाक अनुगुणानाम एवा अभिव्यक्ति ही वासनानाम ततस तत विपाकानुगुणानामेवाभिव्यक्तिर्वासनानाम जाति देश काल व्यवहितानाम अपि आनंतार्यम स्मृति संस्कारियो हो एक रूपत्वात जाति देश काल व्यवहितानाम अप्यानंतार्यम स्मृति संस्कारियो रेकरूपत्वात तासाम अनादित्वम् च आशिषः नित्यत्वात् तासामेनादित्वम् चाशिशो नित्यत्वात् हेतु पल आश्रय आलंबनाएहि संग्रहीतत्वात् एशाम अभावे तत् अभावः 
हेतुपलाश्रयालंबनाय संग्रहीतद्वादेशाभावेतरभावतीतनागत स्वूपत अस्ति अध्व भेदात अतीतानागत स्वूपतस्तवेदाधा ते व्यक्त सूक्ष्मा गुण आत्मा ते व्यक्त सूक्ष्मा गुणात्मा परिणाम एक वस्तु तत्व परिणाकस्तुतत्व वस्तु साम्ये चित्त विभक्त पंथा वस्तु साम्ये चित्तभेदाभक्त पंथा न एक चित्तंत्र चेद वस्तु तत्प्रमाणक न चाएकचित्तंत्र चेदस्तु तरप्रमाणक तदाकिग अपेक्षिवास्तु ज्ञात अज्ञात तरुपरागापेक्षि वस्तु ज्ञाता सदा ज्ञाता चित्तवृत्तय तत्प्रभो पुषस्परिणाम सदा ज्ञातावृत्तस्तत्भो पुषस्यापरिणाम दृश्यवासम दृश्यवाक उभय अनवधारणम चित्त अंतर दृश्ये बुद्धि बुद्धे अतिप्रसंग स्मृति संकर चित्तांतरदृश्य बुद्धिबुद्धेरतिप्रसंग स्मृतिसंग 
Chitehe Apratisankramayaha Tat Akara Apatau Swa Buddhi Sambedanam Chitera Pratisankramayas Tadakara Patau Swabuddhi Sambedanam Drashtra Drishya Uparaktam Chittam Sarvartam Drashtra Drishya Uparaktam Chittam Sarvartam Tat Asankhyaya Vasanabhihi Chitram Api Parartham Samhatya Karitvat Tadasankhyaya Vasanabhish Chitram Api Parartham Samhatya Karitvat Vishesha Darshinaha Atma Bhava Bhavana Nivrittihi Vishesha Darshina Atma Bhava Bhavana Nivrittihi Tada Viveka Nimnam Kaivalya Prak Bharam Chittam Tada Vivekanam Kaivalya Prak Bharam Chittam Tat Chitreshu Pratyaya Antarani Samskarebhya Chidreshu Pratyayantarani Sanskarebhyaha Hanam Esham Kleshavat Uktam Hanam Esham Kleshavat Uktam Prasankhyane Api Akusidasya Sarvata Viveka Kyatehe Dharma Meghaha Samadhi Prasankhyane Pyakusidasya Sarvata Viveka Kyater Dharma Meghaha Samadhi Tatas Klesha Karma Nivrittihi Tata Klesha Karma Nivrittihi Tada Sarva Avarana Mala Apetasya Jnanasya Anantyat Yeyam Alpam Tada Sarva Varanamala Petas Yignanas Yanantyam Tatas 
Krita Arthanam Parinama Krama Samaptihi Gunanam Tata Kritarthanam Parinama Krama Samaptir Gunanam Kshana Pratiyogi Parinama Aparanta Nirgrahya Nirgrahya Kramaha Kshani Prat Shana Pratiyogi Parinama Paranta Nirgrahya Kramaha Purusha Artha Shunyanam Gunanam Prati Prasavaha Kaivalyam Swarupa Pratishtha Ba Chitti Shaktihi Iti Purusharta Shunyanam Gunanam Prati Kaivalyam Swarupa Pratishtava Chitti Shakti Iti Iti Shri Patanjala Yoga Darshane Kaivalya Pado Nama Chaturthaf Padaha Iti Shri Patanjala Yoga Sutrani Sampurnam Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnam Udachyate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Avashishyate Om Shanti 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 Okay. Any questions from last week? Okay. So, Sutra 4.22 is uh, basically, you know, the, the mind takes the form of whatever content it's uh, exposed to or paying attention to. Oh, that's a fundamental principle. The mind is like, you know, the computer screen and the speakers, right? The, there's all this processing going on internally, but then, and then it interprets all the data and it puts an image up on the screen and produces a sound in the speakers. Uh, so the mind, right? Uh, it's going to take on the form of whatever it's, it's, uh, experiencing opposed to whatever it's picking up or whatever it's focusing on. 
that's one one aspect of the mind that the computer screen part the the final product that's like the cognitive part of the mind we have so many different dimensions to the mind right uh we won't go into that uh not necessary right now but um so this sutra right if if we don't go through the the normal process of cognition and we mentioned two ways that can happen one is by instead of going outside which is the normal process we're always looking oh that's so cool uh, oh, look at that person, what they're doing. Oh, no, look at that person, what they're doing. Ah, you know, uh, always externalizing. So going inside, which is what we should be doing when we're doing uh, formal practice, reversing the mind. So that's one way that then we're no longer doing the following the normal uh, process of cognition, the normal cognitive process. Uh, also, when the mind is um, in kind of a, a thoughtless state and it responds instantaneously, when you're in the zone, you know, you're running after, you know, three miles, you get in the zone, uh, and you respond to things instantaneously without sequence, they say that it says in one of the other sutras, non-sequentially, it means instantaneously. And the reason it says non-sequentially to mean instantaneously is because of this um, sequence of steps. The cognitive mind goes through a sequence, a, a, a thought process. That's a sequence of steps. A thought process is a sequence of steps that the mind goes through to process the information and produce the interpretation the interpretation is what it puts up on the computer screen that's that's the part of the mind that everybody's aware of and for many people that's that's it beyond that level of of mind they're they're clueless so sad they're missing out on so much <laughs> uh, so when the mind is not following the normal process right, of cognition, the mind takes on the form of spirit, right? Like that's what we had the previous section um, to give a logical argument for the uh, existence of something other than mind, something that's intelligent or illuminating to the, the mental processes, the awareness to become aware of things, right? There's something that illumines the mind and it's not another mind because the minds have history and baggage and filth and, and dump all kinds of projection, uh, superimposition of their own ideas and whatnot and it's history and baggage onto things. So we, we call that filtering, right? In modern, uh, maybe I'm too old, maybe it's not modern anymore. But when I was younger, we called it filtering uh, or coloring is a term you, you might run across in the yoga literature. So 
I apologize if I'm my uh, vernacular is not up to date. <laughs> the ideas haven't changed, though. The principles are the same. Um, so if you're not taking the form of something else, your thought processes, then what remains to, for the mind to take form of is the, the thing that's illuminating it. So that's the, the foundation of this section, right? That there's uh, something changes in you, the way you function when you start having, cultivating this connection, when this connection becomes more prominent in your experience. So where we got up to, right? Um, after saying like, you know, you become capable of responding to any kind of situation. Not that you're like Bruce Lee all of a sudden, but, but you have more of a knack for responding, for coming up with some, some way of responding. You know, as long as you can keep your cool, keep your head straight, not get spun out by the uniqueness of the situation that you have no idea what to do, right? Stuff will flow into your head, ideas will come. Um, so then 24, we're saying like, so even when, when, even if you're enlightened, let's say you really have, you're really established in this connection with spirit. Um, even if you're enlightened, you still have your baggage. If you look at, you know, historically at all the different people that there's historical, um, stories and, and whatnot on different supposedly enlightened people like Jesus or Muhammad or Krishna or Rama or Shiva or uh, I don't know any of the ones in Chinese, but uh, or or Native American lore or African lore. But you know they all have their their enlightened sages or saints. Right? Uh, the Catholics have them too, right? Uh, what are some of their names? Anybody know? Help me out. Help us out. No? I'm trying to think of that. Who's that guy? He, uh, uh, I think like he spent a lot of time outside and the animals would come up to him and uh, he was a Catholic monk. Uh, anyways, you get the idea, right? So even if you're enlightened, right, you still have baggage. That baggage makes you different than other enlightened people because your baggage is different than his baggage. Her baggage is different than my baggage and your baggage. We all have our own baggage that we've collected from since time in immemorial, right? We've been alive, right? This thread of life that we are the culmination of extends back long time right if this life ends then then there can't be another life continuing after it the only way that this life can be here is if it comes from a continuous unbroken string of procreation right so there's a lot of baggage like the dna and the genetics carry all kinds of information we know for sure uh that ancestral memory is in our dna in our genetics so even if you don't believe in reincarnation, 
you still have to admit there's a lot of baggage that goes back beyond way beyond any what you can you could ever possibly imagine that's in the encoded in the body and you know then there's the other side of the issue if you believe in a, a transmigrating spirit or not so it doesn't matter uh, even though you have uh a history that makes you unique, right? Like one enlightened person might be Republican, another enlightened person might be Democrat. <laughs> it's possible. It doesn't, you know, it's not about right and wrong, right? It's about being ethical uh, and being able to look at, at things uniquely and sep separate your yourself from your baggage, at least uh, to a, in a large degree to be able to, to look at things uh, or maybe to be able to look at both sides of the issues and not be stuck on only one side, be able to see the, the whole, whole reality. Um, so where we're at here in Sutra 424 is that Parartam, parartam, parartam. Uh, for the purpose of other things. So even despite your baggage uh, and your preferences, there's a strong tendency that you become all-inclusive, that your choices are not so uh, what's the word that, that people like to use nowadays? Uh, narcissistic or egocentric, right? That you see your environment as part of your existence. You see that, that taking care of the environment is advantageous to your own well-being. It's part, it's inseparably connected to your own well-being. So you act with a broader perspective. It might look like you're more self-sacrificing to, to an outside observer, but to the person doing it, it just feels natural because there's less, if any, of a sense of duality. Um, and Patanjali mentioned this in 335. I wanted to bring this sutra up out of the archives because uh, I love this sutra because you read it in the books and I don't know, it never made any sense to me for a long time. I was confused, but and I had so many different ideas about what it meant. Um, But uh, Patanjali, like in the third chapter, he walks us through a sequence of different things we should contemplate and cultivate, different aspects of ourself. And that culminates in um, the heart center. And when we get to the heart center in after these different um, uh self-reflective meditations, sanyama meditations, or swadhyaya, self-reflection, 
its um, meditations. Uh, the culmination in the heart right, means that there's a full, full knowledge of your mind because you've gone through so many different dimensions of yourself, going through his, his list, his curriculum, and then coming to the heart at that point, you've, and you've looked at enough of the components, the different limbs of your personality and your being that you're able to integrate and have a sense of wholeness of, of your wholeness. Not that you can actually like really fit infinity into a capsule of knowledge, but, um, but that's the general principle, right? And, and he says the same thing when you get to that point, right? There, there's this tendency to include the other, the needs and, and uh, abilities, the things that other people need and, and have to offer or other things, plants, animals, air, soil, water, uh, all these different types of things that you might be aware of uh, or knowledgeable about, right? That you'll include those. Para means other. Swa means self, right? So in your in your own, when you're looking for your own purpose, what to do, you're doing sainyama meditation. You're meditating on your own purpose. It's being influenced by the the needs of the other. And that's exactly what Patanjali is saying here. That your your efforts, hatya effort, right, are working in conjunction, samhatya, in conjunction with with the, the needs and uh, offerings of the other. And other is a very general, it's an undefined other, other. The air is another. The the ants. Uh, crawling up on your kitchen counter is is another. Like, it, there's nothing you can't mention anything that doesn't get included in this term para. Anything except for your ego. Ego would be the only thing you cannot include in para. But everything outside your ego is part of para. Ego is the only thing that creates duality. So everything other than the ego is included. It's part of other, part of. So he's saying in this in this example here at three thirty five, sattva the higher mind and spirit purusha, right? Atyanta the unlimited unlimited and asankirna uh, asankirna means without confusion literally it means unmixed and this term sankirna uh, is a technical word he potentially uses he's talking about mixed up with your baggage in other words you're confused because your baggage is creating the interpretations rather than your uh, clear intelligence, your sattva. Right? So you're having, 
this experience of spirit, sattva purusha, atyanta asankirna. And, and then he gives one more uh, qualification to arriving at this inclusiveness consciousness uh, that you don't discriminate. The mind doesn't discriminate. So in other words, it's beyond good and bad. It's beyond black and white. It just sees things, recognizes characteristics, but there's no judgment. It just is. And different things are might do different things and have different purposes, but it's without being labeled good and bad. So it's avishesha means uh, undistinguished. Vishesha means unique or special. So avishesha, it means you don't discriminate. So this is, these are more clues right, to help us understand right, how to practice, how to cultivate, right? We, we want to let our mind, when we meditate or when we're practicing, we want to free our mind from limits. What kind of limits? The limits from that are created from our baggage. Right? So we can, we're not confused right, or limiting our in the way we interpret the data, what we're experiencing. And, and we need to re refrain from having, letting our preferences right, label things good, bad. You just respond appropriately, which is gonna be unique for, for each person and each situation. Two different people might have the same circumstances, but because each person is different, the appropriate response is not going to be the same. And that's what makes life so exhilarating and uh, never, never a dull moment, right? Because biodiversity just unfolds and fills up all empty spaces with different possible manifestations. And some of them are scary and some of them are beautiful and it's easy to get attached to some of them and it's easy to get repulsed by many of them. But, uh, and even if you don't discriminate, if you've, your mind is able to transcend its discriminatory tendency, it doesn't mean that you have to hug, go and hug and kiss everything. That's not what we're talking about. That, that may not be the appropriate response. You can still avoid things <laughs> if that seems like the appropriate thing to do, but it's not causing suffering inside of you. It's a different type of avoidance. The normal person avoids and feels constriction. There's a repulsion because of the judgment and the preferences. I don't like that, right? So they 
they get tight and their intelligence gets constricted and they, they shun, right? The person who's able to transcend the baggage and not discriminate might have the same response, but their experience is completely different, like night and day. I ran across a beautiful description of uh, how do I say it? I don't want to say becoming enlightened, but I, I'm I'm not sure how else to say it. So, beautiful of of awakening, you know, uh, which you know can be at many different uh, scales of awakening. Um, awakening is just like um, being confused about something, and then all of a sudden you get it. Right, that all of a sudden when you get it, it's like a switch. Like when you turn on the light switch, it, the room's not black, dark anymore. When you're confused about something, you don't understand it, and then all of a sudden you 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 get it. Right, that experience is the same exact thing. It's in an instant the confusion is gone, and and you understand, you see. It's also like the other example, the not being able to remember something. I know there's something, what was it? And, and then when you're in that state, you don't remember or you're confused, right? There's like a constriction, but when you relax, when you let go of your concern about not understanding or, or not being able to remember that's then the brain relaxes and then that's when the switch can flip and the data can pop into the cognitive surface where you see it. So just like not being able to remember something and all of a sudden in an instant you remember it and that lack of remembering it's gone. It's just completely gone. There's no, it's nowhere to be found anymore as if it never existed. Um, let's see what uh, the next sutra has to offer. Tadasankhyaya vasanabhi chitram api parartam samhatya karitvata. Before we go to the next sutra, this down here, by the way, if you read this, this is the Translation of 335. I want to just give you a chance to, um, here we go. Tadasankhyaya vasanabhis chitramapi parartam samhatyakaritvata. So from the transformative connection developed with spirit, the mind works for the whole, even though it remains speckled by its innumerable past impressions. So, should make more sense now, hopefully, that's the idea to talk about it. And then to see the translation. So I've started doing that with the slides. I put the translation again at the end after, as the closing for each sutra, 
so we can look at it. And then after, when we first read the, the translation, we might, maybe we have an idea or maybe we have no idea, right? But then after we talk about it and we go over the words and then we look at the same thing again, the sutra in Sanskrit and, and then the sutra in English, it should uh, hopefully click better for us. So Sutra 425. Vishesha Atma Bhava Bhavana Nivrittihi Vishesha Atma Bhava Bhavana Nivrittihi Vishesha Darshina Atma Bhava Bhavana Nivrittihi One more time. Vishesha Darshina Atma Bhava Bhavana Nivrittihi The obsession to get an experience of the unlimited self ceases for one who has this special inner experience. So says Patanjali. Vishesha means special. The same word when that uh, we had in the sutra from the archive back here. Avishesha. Avishesha. That you don't discriminate. You don't judge. So, Vishesha means special or unique. Darshina. Darshina means a, a vision or an experience. You're exposed to something, witness to something. So you're witness to, you're having a special experience. Vishesha Darshina. A unique and special. Right, you go, we heard the expression, you go to the guru to receive darshan. So usually people mean that when they use the word darshan in that sense, they mean they're going to get the blessing uh, to get uh, influenced by his presence. So and really what it is, you know, by being in the presence. So when you're in the presence of your friends, right? There's a darshan there also. Right? Each friend that you have, each different friend has a different, offers a different kind of experience for you. They, you get a different darshan from each each different person. Or you go to your parents to say hello to them, and you and you you get some merit. You get some good uh, feelings in in yourself by seeing somebody that you love, uh, you went to visit them, that makes you feel good. Uh, you feel good because you did something kind. You, you went to visit your, your mother to, and she feels uh, not so lonely. She feels loved. She doesn't feel like you've, she's been forgotten and neglected, right? So you go visit her and you feel good that you did that or for whatever, whatever way you, you process it. You get a darshana, you get some kind of uh, blessing, or it's it's 
it's always used in the sense of something positive. But the principle is, is you know, beyond whether it's positive or negative. If you go to the bar and you go around a bunch of seedy people, you're going to pick something up also. That's kind of the same principle at work. But that's a, a sticky, icky, icky thing that normally we, we want to uh, avoid. Even, even if we don't discriminate, we might still uh, deem it the wiser choice to avoid. So, vishesha darshinaha, okay, vishesha darshinaha, that special experience. And that's what we talked about at the beginning, 422, when the mind doesn't go through the normal cognitive process and it, and it takes, it gets the form of spirit is influencing it. That's the darshina, right? That's the darshina being, taking on the form of the spirit. Atma bhava, atma means the, the soul, or it's, and bhava means existence, being, atma bhava. Atma bhava, uh, the, the unlimited self, or the true inner nature, whatever you want to call it, atma bhava. Bhavana is a word that sometimes we use in yoga, meaning like uh, your sentiment or your meditative focus. So it's a certain feeling you, you, you have. It might be like a, a craving, something you're, you're wishing for, bhavana. It's whatever kind of sentiment, right? So a lot of people, especially in so-called spiritual communities, right? There's, there's a, a striving for a kind of spiritual experience. And that's what we're talking about here. The Atma Bhava. You want to have an, ex, an experience of an unlimited self. Because our, we put so many limits on ourself. Right? That was one of the things we mentioned here in 335. The atyanta. That we we unlimited, unbounded, right? So we need to learn how to when we're while we're practicing. One of the things we're studying about ourselves is how to let go of our self-created limits, because we have those self-created limits, right? We feel a little bit of sense of of lack, right? But once we start having this special experience, that sense of lack dissipates or is completely removed depending on the degree of your experience. Um, so this at, Atma Bhava Bhavana means Bhavana, you're having this desire or this obsession to have the Atma Bhava, to have the experience of the of an unlimited self instead of the limited self that we, we've created for ourselves. Nivritti means stops, ceases, comes to an end. So that obsession for the spiritual experience ceases upon the Vishesha Darshana. 
We don't lose our obsession for the spiritual experience because we lost interest. We lose our obsession because we've finally been satisfied after all this time yearning for the thing that has been there the whole time. He finally figured it out, how to, how to see what, what could be more, what could be closer, what could be more obvious than your own true self. I mean, think about it. How could you ever be separated? How could you be so confused? Doesn't make any sense. He can't even, he can't point, right? It's not out anywhere. It's just what you already are. What's wrong with me? Vishesha Darshina Atma Bhava Bhavana Nivritti Vishesha Darshina Atma Bhava Bhavana Nivrittihi Vishesha Darshina Atma Bhava Bhavana Nivrittihi The obsession for an unlimited experience of self ceases for one who has this special inner experience. And maybe, I don't know if anybody would argue calling it a special inner experience if that sounds too childish, but we're, we're limited to use words. Mind transmission is too high a level for most of us. Sometimes a lot of us, uh, mind transmission might elude us, right? But, but we can communicate a lot by looking with our, our body language through our faces with each other. Um, and if we're not to that level, then we're denser than that, then words are definitely important. Uh, let me check the time. Okay. We keep going another 10 minutes. Tada viveka nimnam kaivalya prabhadam chittam. Tada viveka nimnam kaivalya prabhadam chittam. Tada viveka nimnam kaivalya prabhadam chittam. Then, tada. The mind leans towards wisdom and naturally gravitates towards the state of self-realization or freedom. I see you writing, so I'm not turning the page yet. Ready? Any questions so far or comments? Anybody? Sorry, I forgot to ask earlier. Good? Okay. 
Ta-da! Ta-da! Dun-da-da-da! What happens at this point? So ta-da means then. What happens then? So viveka nimnam. Ta-da viveka nimnam. Viveka means wisdom uh, or skill in action. It's uh, not the same kind of wisdom as prajna, prajna, prajna. Uh, it's more the ability to discern uh, or the ability to put into action your wisdom. It's kind of a, uh, in, in real time. So nimna means tends towards or leans towards. You have a tendency, you're leaning that way. Right, if you're align the alignment on your car is off and it, it tends towards the right. <laughs> or maybe your alignment is correct, is good on your car, and then it tends to just go straight if you take your hands off the wheel. So the tendency for which way you're going, right? So that there's a tendency that you're um, developing viveka, this wisdom, active wisdom. Tada viveka nimnam kaivalya pragbaram. Kaivalya means liberation or freedom. Freedom from all your baggage. Right? And it's a little bigger than that, but uh, but that's good enough primarily. But it but it also means that you've you've developed uh, knowledge, working knowledge of things. You're not just uh, free from baggage and useless because <laughs> you haven't developed your your skills or your personality because that's part of yourself. So uh, self-realization is also a good word. Pragbaram means propensity. More or less these kind of words mean the same thing. Nimna and, and Pragbaram, Pragbara. Uh, but it's like a downhill slope. versus a tendency. I mean, the gist of the two words is the same. But the point here is that your tendency, you're kind of sloping down towards Kaivalya, right? Is that, you know, you are working so hard uh, if you've been on the, at yoga for a while, um, you know, to, to not be bought so easily bothered by things and or not be so confused all the time or uh, making the same stupid mistake over and over and over again, choosing the same, the same stupid partner again after he got out of one relationship and then you get back into another relationship and then you, after the honeymoon three month, four month period is over, you realize you're in the same situation you were in before. <laughs> Uh, you know, so, and so it's, 
you know, at a certain point in your development, the some scars, right, have so much influence over you that it's like an uphill struggle to kind of keep your head above water uh, to get out from under the suffering and the, the compulsion of your past. But then at a certain point, especially once you start to have more and more clarity, more and more wisdom, more and more connection uh, in your meditation or <clears throat> uh, maybe, you know, you're, you have an inclination towards music or sports or some activity you do where, where you, you naturally can easily get into the zone. And then that samskara of being connected with yourself and operating from uh, a more clear space in yourself, right? That you can cultivate that samskara of operating from a clear uh, place of wisdom and clarity in yourself. Um, and once, once that builds up enough, then it's not the same God awful upward uphill struggle that it used to be. It starts to become easier and easier to the point where at some point it actually becomes like the natural way you operate that you're improving because you're not inclined to make stupid choices as much, right? It's a spectrum. You go from, I make, all I do is make stupid choices. And then you start to realize, oh, I'm, I'm the cause of my own demise. And so you struggle to, to not have to fight those cravings, you know, to over, overcome those cravings that, you know, are like, uh, destroying your relationships with, with your girlfriend or whatever it is, yeah, or making you sick or whatever. Um, and, and it's slowly like you, you move on the spectrum towards making healthier choices, it becomes easier and easier and easier. So that's what, what this is talking about. Make sense? You guys are smart. Probably don't need to explain it so much. Uh, chittam, the mind. So, so basically, he's just saying the tendency of the mind, the old tendency of the mind, and now the tendency of the mind is to head towards viveka and kaivalya, wisdom, clarity, and liberation. Tada viveka nimnam kaivalya pragbaram chittam. Tada viveka nimnam kaivalya pragbaram chittam. Then the mind leans towards wisdom and naturally gravitates towards the state of self-realization or freedom. Kaivalya. Kaivalya. Anything to, to say? Denise, what do you have to say for yourself?
looking forward to that moment. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yes. Uh, anybody? Oh. So here we start kind of a, yeah, Alexis. Enlightenment. When you explain about enlightenment, the Satchit Ananda Twiti, you see. Uh -huh. Is that uh, is that saying? Is is that what's the is, question? Is that what, what you meant? Satchitananda Twiti, you see. Uh I'm not sure why you're why you're mentioning that. Um it's like Satchidananda is one kind of description of of the experience or your true your true nature, right? Sat it's it's true. It's its existence is real. Sat. Yeah, and doesn't have confusion. Okay. Confusion is made up. Okay. Ananda means that uh, it's really? it's pleasantness is continuous. People use the word bliss, mm -hmm. but really ananda. Nanda means happiness. Ananda, continuous happiness. It's a it's steady. It's continuous. the The joy is everlasting, right? We've all heard that expression, everlasting joy, right? Ah, Nanda. It's without break. It's ah, Nanda. So it's like an aha moment. No, that's just a moment. Ananda mm -hmm. is is every moment. One moment after into the next moment, into the next moment. It's like an aha moment that doesn't stop. Ah. <laughs> It's like one eternal aha. And Dwiti is like... Dwiti, you see. Uh, so I think uh, I would have to look it up to be sure. But um, I have to look at the words. I can't, I can't visualize it. Dwiti. But Dwiti, uh, Dwiti means second. Again. So I'm, I'm guessing that they're talking about duality. Is beyond duality. Dvitya, asi, asi is. You are. He is. You are. Yeah, you are. We're we're praising Ganesha, Ganapati Atarvashirasha Upanishad, and Upanishads are always about uh, the transcendental. Upanishad knowledge philosophy is always transcendental. The uh, what do they call it? Uh, Non-dualistic philosophy. Uh, so dvitya, uh, dviti, you'll see, I don't know, maybe it's, he's saying you're the one who's beyond the, the dual duality. I'm not sure though. Yeah. I have to look at it. Um, so yeah, that's definitely part of, part of this. If you're having that experience, 
Chit. Oh, we, I missed the word. Sat Chit. Ananda. Chit is uh, the, 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 the light of awareness. Yeah. The intelligence. Sat Chit and Ananda. Sat Chit Ananda Dviti Hosi. Satchidananda, Satchidananda, Dvitiyosi, Dvitiyaha, Asi, I think. So, uh, probably it's a good place to stop. It's uh, 6.45. Uh, the next sutra, the next two sutras, Right. Uh, but the, even though you have this experience, it doesn't mean you know that you're not going to have issues. You're not going to make mistakes, or you're not going to. You're still not. You're not free from suffering necessarily, yet. And so Patanjali tells us to keep practicing. So this sutra is actually pretty. Simple, we can go over this one fairly quickly next time. And then, uh, and then the, his, his prescription to keep practicing. So next week, we're gonna start reviewing what does he mean when he says to keep practicing the same way we've been practicing before. So I put in a, one of the descriptions about what was coming up before we started this section that we're going to traverse the second and third chapters. All the whole outline Patanjali presents about practice. So it's all on the slides here already. So probably take us two weeks to get through the, the rest of the sutras. Uh, in this section. And then the section after that, you want to know what the next section is? So after he gives us the prescription on how to deal with, with uh, the fact that we still have moments where we, we, we forget to be clear and wise, right? We forget to, to, to stay above and in our place of wisdom and we get sucked into things and we go unconscious for a moment. Um, so the remedy for that is to keep practicing. And then that's all he says. He just, you know, he's already explained how to practice. So he doesn't need to write another sutra or 10 more sutras about it. Cause it's all, all you have to do is review what he's already told us. Um, so then after 28, he starts talking about the, enlightened experience when you've what it is and there's uh hopefully we can make it interesting and not just theoretical so we'll be done in a few more weeks it'll with the uh, entire patanjali yoga sutras and we'll have to have a recitation of the entire sutra party Uh, to celebrate. <laughs> How does a yogi celebrate the completion of 
the Yoga Sutra study? By reciting the entire Yoga Sutras, of course. <laughs> I'm such a geek. Ready? Closing? Om Tatsata Om Swasti Prajabhyahav Paripalayantam Nyayena Margena Mahi Mahishaha Go Brahmane Bhyaha Shubhamastu Nityam Lokaha Samastaha Sukhino Bhavantu Kale Varshatu Prajanyaha Prativi Sasya Shalani Deshoyam Chobarahitaha Brahmana Santunir Bhyaha Aputra Putrina Santu Putrina Santu Pautrinaha Adana Sadana Santu Jeevantu Sharadam Shatam Sarvesham Swastir Bhavatu Sarvesham Shantir Bhavatu Sarvesham Purnam Bhavatu Sarvesham Mangalam Bhavatu Sarve Bhavantu Sukhinaha Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Badrani Pashyantu Makaschidduka Bhagavet Om Shanti 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 Om Asatoma Sagamaya Tamasoma Jotir Gamaya Mrityorma Amrutangamaya Om Shanti 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 Om Poor Namada, poor Namidam, poor Nat, poor Namudajate, poor Nasya, poor Namadaya, poor Name Baba Shishate, Aum Shanti Shanti Shanti. Om Tat Sat Brahmar Panamastu Okay, thank you. Have a good rest of your evening. Thanks for tuning in to all of you on YouTube and uh, see you again next time. Yeah. Uh -huh.